This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, April 2nd, 2017. Broken vision restored. So we um wondering if you had to choose between hearing and eyesight, what would it be? Carrie and I have talked about this once in a while, it comes up, and as I said, she's not with us this morning, she's in Dover with my daughter Devin, if you're new, we typically preach together, but uh, this morning it's solo. Anyway, we would say, you know, and, and Carrie would say, she loves music, as do I, but she's very involved in it here at church, and said, you know, I can't imagine not having my hearing, and so, gosh, if I had to make a choice, she'd say it would be my hearing. And on the other hand, I love photography. I love to shoot pictures. I love to uh, look at the pictures, capturing them, remembering them. I've got a screensaver right now that just, I've got about 22,000 pictures, and that's just constantly flipping them. That's just, I call myself just watching the screen just because it's fun to watch memories from over the years. And so, I can't imagine not having my eyesight. So, that would be a challenge for me. This morning, our scripture lesson focuses on a man who wasn't really given the choice. He, um, was, uh, he went through life unable to see. He was blind, a blind beggar, in fact, a man whose broken vision was restored by Jesus, as we'll see as we share the story this morning. So, good morning. As I said before, I'm Alan Jones, and I'm a sinner who's saved by God's grace in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Uh, most holy God, I thank you for the morning to the day. I pray that we'll use it for your glory. I thank you for each one here. I thank you for your grace, forgiveness, and the promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We pray these things, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all Connection Church said, amen, amen. I like to use my phone sometimes to read the Scriptures to remind you that if you have a smartphone, you can always have a Bible with you. Amen. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And, and he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him, <laughs> told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, <laughs> he replied. And Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received the sight, and he followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. Wow. Quite a story, isn't it? Quite a story. So the blind man couldn't see Jesus, obviously, duh. But he knew something was happening because he could hear the noise of the crowd. He could hear the buzz because when Jesus was around, there was always a buzz, right? There was a buzz when, 
<clears throat> he was one of those guys, when he entered a room, the room lit up. When Jesus was around, there was commotion. People were aware of it. There was activity, and that's because Jesus makes things happen. He brings life. He brings energy to wherever he is. So when Jesus is around, you know it. And so this blind man sitting by the roadside begging, <coughs> excuse me, heard the commotion and asked what was happening. And he was told that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. Isn't that interesting? They didn't just say Jesus. Luke just didn't say Jesus. He said Jesus of Nazareth. What's there, more than one Jesus? Well, yes, there is. <laughs> Yes, there was. In fact, Jesus is a very common name in that day and time, as common as John or Peter or David or Michael. And so including the of Nazareth would help pinpoint just which Jesus this was who was causing such a commotion. Now, it's interesting, since this guy was blind, of Nazareth or not, <laughs> He couldn't see him, so he wasn't going to distinguish. And he probably, even if he did have his sight, hadn't seen him before. This was a new thing. You know, it's not like Jesus was out there on Facebook or anything, circulating on the Internet, newspaper articles, or magazines, nightly news. So this might have been the first time many people saw him in that area. Anyway. Blind guy asks what's happening because he hears the commotion. And he's told that Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Jesus of Nazareth. Wow. 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 That's, that's quite a wow, you know? Because this is his chance. It might be his only chance, and he's going to take it. Some, somehow he's heard about this Jesus guy, heard about who he is, what he does, what he's capable of doing. When Jesus was ministering to people, when he was healing, when he was casting out demons, the story spread like wildfire. I mean, they didn't need any uh, Twitter in that day. In fact, I sometimes think it went faster mouth-to-mouth, -mouth, person to person back then than it does now. And so this guy seizes the moment. We, we have an expression for that, carpe diem. Seize the day. <laughs> Grab it. With all the gusto you can muster, grab it. And so he called out, and not quietly, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He wanted to make sure that he was heard in that crowd. He wanted to make sure amidst all that noise and confusion and commotion that Jesus knew he was there. <laughs> and he must have been obnoxiously loud because those who were with him rebuked him. There's a good Bible word for you. Rebuked him. That means that they sharply disapproved or criticized what he was doing, so much so that they told him to be quiet. I have a feeling they probably told him to shut up. But he shouted all the more. <laughs> he thought he showed them, Son of David, have mercy on me. Wow. Can you picture that? Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? <laughs> Lord, I'm sure he's wondering, well, duh. <laughs> I want to see, he replied. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Your 
faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. Notice that. Follow Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. Wow. Can you imagine being there that day? Wow. So it worked. <laughs> all his hooping and hollering <laughs> got Jesus' attention in spite of the people telling him to shut up. Jesus told him to bring the blind man to him, and when he got near, he asked the question, what do you want me to do for you? Seems like a strange question, doesn't it? I mean, it's like kind of obvious, don't you think, Jesus? But actually, I think it's a very good question. I think it's a great question. Actually, it's a crucial question. <laughs> what did he want Jesus to do? Jesus wasn't going to assume that he wanted his sight. That might not be what he wanted. Because uh, maybe as a beggar... <laughs> He needed that sight to earn his living. You know, if you're a blind beggar, you make a whole lot more than just being a beggar. Perhaps he'd been blind so long that he was comfortable being blind and maybe less was expected of him. Maybe he'd have to do more for himself if he had his sight. And so Jesus didn't assume that what he wanted was his eyesight. But Jesus does ask the question as though he figures the man truly knows what he wants. So the question for you today is this. If, if Jesus were to ask you that question, what would your answer be? If Jesus said to you, what do you want me to do for you? <coughs> what would you say? Fame? Fortune? Love? Forgiveness? Faith? Eternal life? Perhaps your answer would be the same as the blind man in the story. Lord, I want to see. And for many of us, that would probably be the best answer. A good and powerful answer. I want to see. You know, the man didn't ask for faith, did he? And for good reason, he already had that. He had plenty of that. Enough to be willing to call out in the crowd, not being self-conscious, to call out to Jesus, to recognize who Jesus was without seeing him and asking Jesus to have mercy on him. Faith was not his issue. He had plenty of faith. It was sight that he wanted. And it was sight that he was granted. Jesus told him it was the faith that healed him, that gave him his sight. Faith. <clears throat> we read it later on in the New Testament in the book of Hebrews, 11th chapter, first verse, New International Version. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So faith has to do with relying not on our sight, right? When it comes to faith, we're all kind of blind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Faith is crucial when it comes to our relationship with Jesus Christ. And we've seen that 
in three of the five stories that we've shared during this series, Lenten series leading up to Easter. Third one, where someone was broken and it was their faith that brought restoration. In the one story of the one about the paralyzed guy's friends lowering him through the roof to Jesus. Remember, it was their faith that brought healing that day. That's what Jesus told them. We had a story of a sinful woman with an alabaster jar of perfume of nard, and it was her faith that saved her, Jesus said. And then this morning, Jesus tells the blind beggar that it is his faith that heals him, that gives him his sight. It's funny. I think we often think that Jesus rewards what we do. You know, we think, if I just try a little bit harder, if I work just a little bit more at being a better person, then maybe Jesus will forgive me, will love me, will save me. I know we say that we can't earn it. I know we say that. We can't earn Jesus' love, that we don't deserve Jesus' love. It's true. Most of us, I think, believe we don't deserve it. (laughs) But sometimes we somehow forget and still think that we can, maybe closer to truth, Uh, Then we actually say we think maybe we need to earn Jesus' love. We're not used to things being given for free, no strings attached. I think many of us in the deep, deep, deep recesses of our soul think that our actions can somehow get us some points and hopefully they'll add up enough on the big tote board to get us salvation. But in these stories that we've shared, it's not what the people did that brought restoration to their brokenness. Now, you know, in the story of the paralytic, his friends did lower, there was some action. They did do something. They lowered him through the roof. But that's not what earned Jesus' love. Jesus already loved the guy. What that did, though, it showed their faith. And it was their faith, as Jesus said, that Jesus noticed. It was their faith that brought the healing, not their actions. Their actions just displayed their faith. In the case of the sinful woman with the perfume, she washed Jesus' feet with her tears. She dried them with her hair and poured expensive perfume on them and rubbed them. But it wasn't these actions that brought her salvation. It was faith, pure and simple. These actions prompted by her great love of Jesus, were a display of that faith, not a means of earning Jesus' love. Uh, As he shares with her, it was her faith that saved her. And in our story this morning, this great story, the beggar called out to Jesus. The only thing he had to offer was his faith, and that's what he did. Faith, in this case, blind faith. (laughs) Blind faith. And Jesus rewarded that faith. His broken sight was restored thanks to that faith. In that faith, he (laughs) he was able to see Jesus more clearly, even in his blindness, than many who have perfect eyesight. He was able to see clearly 
that, that this was the one who could, the one and only one who could have mercy on him. Able to say clearly that this was the son of David, <clears throat> and he had the power to restore this man's broken vision. Could clearly see that he needed to get Jesus' attention and faithfully ask for his broken vision to be restored. I think most, if not all of us, have broken vision at one time or another. We're often blind to our true needs, so much so that if Jesus asks what we want, we might even not even know what to say. Our vision's so bad at times we're unable to see who we are and what we've done, that we're in complete denial or of our need for a Savior. It's, that happens. At times our vision is so bad that we're virtually blinded to what God has done for us, blind to our need to have an attitude of gratitude. And you know, this, this loss of vision is subtle and we use this term slow fade on occasion. It's kind of a slow fade, I think, for us. We don't realize how bad it's gotten until we're nearly blind. And there for me, done for me, I take Jesus for granted. My Jesus. Let's think about this this week, thinking, okay, wh where's my real spiritual blindness for me? Uh, very task oriented person. And you might find this on Sunday morning, especially if I'm in the band and I got to use the bathroom and I only have a short time to do it. I, I walk right past you. I have to apologize a lot after Sunday. It's not on purpose. It's just how I'm wired. So I apologize again. If, you know, when I get task-focused, sometimes, gosh, I walk right past. It's not good. And the other, the other thing with me, uh, spiritual blindness, is I'm very self-reliant. You know, I always figure I can do it. I've prided myself on taking two-person jobs and doing them by myself over the years. Do I have any brothers in there? Okay. I thought I had some friends. But the challenge with that is if I'm not careful that expands to include things spiritual. And so I'll get running and focused and self-reliant, and then say, well, maybe a little prayer would help. <laughs> maybe, maybe Jesus could make this task a whole lot easier. Maybe I need to invite him along for the ride. Am I making sense here? Yeah, and so for me, I've got to be very careful to not be too Alan self-reliant. I have to be real cautious about my uh, focused on task nature because when those things happen, um, not only do I sometimes try to leave Jesus and us, but other, those around me as well. And that's a twofold challenge that's not good. And so that spiritual blindness of mine, uh, well, Jesus and Jesus alone can can give me my sight back, and so I, 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 I need to turn to him, seek not only his forgiveness but his assistance to help me with those challenges uh, in who I am. So I focus more on him and uh, those who are in my care and a little less on that task that I've got my mind focused on. That's why the season of Lent is so important. You know, it's a time to get refocused. It's a time to be reminded of just what Jesus did, the importance of, of his life, but even more so, the importance of his death. 
fact that he died for me, died for you, gave his very life, gave it. It wasn't taken from him. Gave his very life, willingly. Die on a cross. Brutal, brutal death. So that you and I might have our brokenness restored, our sins forgiven. Took that brokenness, he took those sins to the grave, and then resurrected on Easter morning. Restored. Amen? Amen. So a question for the morning for you is, what about you? Is there any broken vision in your life? Any blindness, spiritual blindness? What is it that, that you need Jesus to do for you? What do you need <laughs> cleared up so that in the words of the song that was playing during the uh, offering, which I love, so that you can see clearly now? What's Jesus need to do? And don't be afraid to ask, because whatever it is that you need, Jesus can do it. All you got to do is ask. Because, see, that's the business he's in. He's in the restoration business. Just ask. Faithfully ask and believe and be ready to receive. Yeah, that's the good news of Jesus Christ. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. Most holy God, we, um, sometimes in our sight we are more blind than the guy in our story this morning, spiritually blind, blind and broken, blind and broken to our need for a Savior. So, Lord, we, uh, we just thank you and ask you to help us stay focused, not on tasks like I do, but focused on Jesus Christ, the one, the only one who can bring restoration to our brokenness. Lord, we ask these things in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. All Connection Church said, amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692.